This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Hey, welcome to today's episode of War Room Moment. Uh, today, I have a great guest with us today. Um, Shane, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Awesome. Well, hey, Shane is the C- CEO of HCCI, and uh, he spends his entire life protecting people, property, and things. Um, Shane, why don't you give a little background to what you do? Tell us what your superpowers are. HCCI Professional (laughs) Protective Services is a premier security company located in Denver, Colorado. Our company was started in order to combat the inadequacies in the theatrical services that are out there in the market and to introduce real protective measures to protect our clients, their locations and property and even families. Uh, We started in 2019. Uh, We're getting ready to roll into our third year and it's been a lot of growth for us moving forward. Yeah, awesome. Well, it's an interesting topic, um, and I want to explore it a little more, and that is the discussion of, um, you know, security, what it is, what it isn't. Um, I think most of us have walked into a grocery store somewhere and, you know, seen some overweight guy that was falling out of his clothing and uh, texting on his phone, you and and you probably thought, God, what's that guy going to do for me, right? So, you know, navigating through all of that in the last three years, and you know, really trying to enhance the security, uh, the security uh, niche, right? Talk about that, and and talk about what, how you guys are navigating through that. So for HCCI, one of the biggest one of the biggest uh, navigations is teaching people what real security is and and what it is not. And the market's actually saturated with theatrical security companies that are incapable and unknowledgeable in protecting clients, assets, and people. Uh, our biggest change to that is introducing highly trained professionals that are capable and willing to intercede with the least amount of force necessary to protect and secure the situation. HCCI uh, provides a premium pay. We're $20 plus an hour to our professionals, while the industry average is somewhere between $9 and $17.65 an hour. HCCI introduced higher wages so that we can attract people that want to stay in and grow in a profession and not just job hop. Teaching our clients about what real security is has been the biggest challenge. They're used to paying extremely low rates that would not even substantiate a profession. And so when we come in and introduce what a real company is capable of doing, they're always concerned about the cost, not necessarily about the security or the protection that we offer. And navigating and redirecting that thought process from cost to what real protection looks like has been one of the biggest challenges in educating our clients. So I guess talk about you know, talk about a little how you how you see the security niche developing over the next few years. How do you see that happening? If you research security, uh, security, law enforcement, security guards uh, actually outnumber law enforcement by two to one in our country. 
If you do some deep research on that, it's predicted to hit a five to one ratio sometime in the next five years. As people seek different ways to protect themselves in the industry, uh, as our law enforcement are oversaturated with the number of calls that are coming in, the clear option and the clear choice to that is hiring a security company because security isn't a reactionary force. Uh, you call law enforcement, they have to react to that call. They have to respond to that. If you have a properly trained security company on site, they're capable of being both a deterrent and a reactionary force in interceding when law enforcement or other paramilitary uh, individuals and professionals arrive to deal with the situation. So the clear choice to that is hiring private security companies in order to better protect your business, your families, uh, executives have gone to hiring low-profile security people to be a part of their everyday operations. And most people don't even realize that they have a security professional on their team or their staff. No. So that's just going to continuously grow. We see the Jewish community under the most direct attack and threats in the United States than any other group. Uh, And that keeps getting worse. It got worse last year in 2021 uh, when Hamas uh, was bombing Israel and Israel reacted with Iron Dome. We saw the anti-Semitic activity in the United States pick up exponentially. It was very dangerous times. We've seen schools, uh, not even just religious institutions, but we've seen schools looking to hire security or SROs. A lot of them are going the way of security uh, because it's much more effective and it doesn't drain the already taxed law enforcement uh, professionals at this point. Yeah, so here's another conversation you have I you and I have had at uh, I would say pretty great lengths, um, and that is armed versus unarmed security. Um, and I, I'd like you to talk a little bit about that and what your philosophy is behind it, because your and I's philosophy align very very much alike when it comes to that, um, and and just kind of you know, educate, educate the, the people that are listening to this about why it's so important versus the other way. It seems like it should be common sense, but there again, uh, many of us learn through life that common sense isn't always so common, right? So. Correct. <laughs> no, HCCI has a very non-negotiable stance on this topic. There is absolutely no such thing as armed security, unarmed security. Unarmed security is a theatrical service. It's a guy in a T-Rex costume pretending that he's a T-Rex. The problem is, is that person can't do anything when the real threat arrives. Uh, You know, we've actually written something very specific on this, and I'm going to read it verbatim because it's extremely important to show society, to show potential people looking for security services, why they cannot go with unarmed services. And it starts that there is absolutely no such thing as unarmed security. To perpetuate this only increases the risk of a security professional themselves and of the client or public of which they serve. Armed security professionals have a very important role to play in our country, and security professionals outnumber law enforcement by almost two to one. When you look at the statistics for places that are attacked, it is clear that places with unarmed security or no security at all are attacked much more frequently than those that have armed security professionals protecting their location. Having an unarmed or untrained security presence leaves the attacker to take out the security first and then continue on their way causing harm with little to no resistance until law enforcement arrive. While having properly trained, armed and adequately equipped security professionals 
leaves the would-be attacker to find a softer target or risk getting caught, injured, or even being killed. As the needs of private protection continue to grow, you need to make sure that you're choosing the right company the first time to protect your life, property, family, and businesses, and your investments. And that is why the choice of armed protection is the only choice when it comes to security needs of businesses, people, and places of worship in our country. Yeah. Well, wow. uh, Homeland Security actually calls it uh, facility hardening or site hardening and having that very visible, seen, armed presence that looks clean, alert, and capable is a huge deterrent to people that are looking to cause harm to other people. They don't want to be seen. They don't want to be noticed. They don't want anyone to know that they're there to do what they're doing. And simply by greeting people, saying hello, letting every person know that you see them. I can't tell you how many times my professionals have seen somebody literally turn around and just walk out or leave an event, leave a walk on a street that we're walking with a client, uh, leave a client's property or business. It's very common to watch people just turn and walk away because bad guys don't want to be stopped except on their terms. Right. Well, and, you know, a lot of us being in the military, being deployed, uh, all these different things, or even here in garrison, right? The presence patrol versus uh, actually being armed, so on and so forth. Um, and, and a lot of us spent a lot of time when we were in the military, right? With a weapon and no ammo, <laughs> right? The, pre- the, the presence patrol, right? So... Um, it's probably an effective to a point, but it's not really that effective. Right. So it's absolutely not, you know, a couple of years ago when I was looking at getting into this industry, working for another company, which I'll remain nameless here, you know, nobody needs to know who that was, but they were impressed with my background. They wanted me to come in and oversee a project of a new high rise going up in a very crucial part of Denver. And they wanted us to go from uniform into concierge style security. So that's a suit and tie. Uh, and they wanted me to lead the entire project. The problem was, although they were offering decent pay for the security industry, it was around seventeen fifty an hour, which is still pitiful, but it was the top of the line back in 2018. Uh, I had to think about it because the money was good. I thought about it for about two weeks, and then a news article came across national news. A individual, sadly, it was one of our troubled military professionals, um, went into a bar in Southern California, the first person he shot was security. And then he just was unchecked going through the bar, killing people. Uh, I wrote a letter to that company saying, I I understand that you would like me to lead this position. And I quoted my stance. I said, there's no such thing as unarmed security. And there's an ample amount of proof to prove why being unarmed puts me in more risk and harm's way and even the public. I said, and here's a recent article that outlines the exact case. I said, I can't work for you. I will not put my life on the line while not being able to actually implement real real protective measures, not only for myself as a professional, but for the people that are expecting me to be capable of protecting them. When people think something's capable of protecting them, they go about their life more ignorantly and more complacent because, oh, that guy's gonna save us. That guy's here to protect us. That individual, little do they know, is probably 90% of those people out there in the security guard role have absolutely no way or means of actually protecting them. So they're at more risk. They think somebody's there. And in reality, 
they're in a worse situation now because now they're not taking steps to protect themselves. The business isn't taking further steps to protect itself. The security guard is not capable of protecting himself or herself, let alone the public or the business that they're to protect. And now everyone's actually in more danger because they don't know what to do. The person they thought could can't. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a struggle for, for a lot of security companies. Um, right now, obviously, much of it is revolves around staffing um, right now because a lot of people, I, I just got off the phone with one of our other clients and, and they're struggling with staffing too. And it's a, it's a constant struggle to find good people, find the right people, right? And now you're narrowing it down even farther for you, right? Because we're not looking for the. Uh, we won't consider everybody. You know, well, we're you're looking for the the the, the person that looks like a freaking natural born killer, right? I mean, not 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 the guy that's four hundred pounds and. <laughs> we want our people to look like a protective brother or a protective sister, right? right? We don't want yeah, them to right. look like Dwayne the Rock Johnson out of Walking Tall, <laughs> beating everybody down with a four by four. We want people to approach right. our teams. Our teams become part of the culture and environment of which we serve. Right. Um, we're there to integrate because by integrating into the culture, uh, then you gain the trust of the people there that you're protecting, the direct client, and even the client's clients and personnel, their contractors, they begin to know you, they begin to trust you. And you're more like a big brother or a big sister overseeing them, protecting them, there to serve them. Uh, Homeland Security says the most overlooked risk in every situation is the insider risk. And by having a security professional that can integrate into that culture, now you're seeing things for what they really are, and you can help eliminate that insider risk. You can point out, hey, you know, John Doe over there, Jane Doe over there, they say hi to me every day. They talk to me. You know, I bring them coffee. They bring me coffee. we got a great relationship, but something's really changed. You know, they don't seem their normal self. They seem like they're on the edge or on the verge. And I know they're going through something really personal. So Mr. Manager, why don't you take a minute to check on them, see what we can do to help them and maybe prevent them from becoming a risk to our business. Maybe they're going through a huge financial situation and, and that business could be the means of a financial break for them if they do something illegal or unethical. And by showing that to a client, uh, we can potentially provide a real solution for somebody and eliminate them from being that risk because we're paying attention to the inside, not just the outside. Yeah, yeah that's a beautiful thing, actually. Um, and I would say that, I wouldn't speak for everybody, but I would say that most are not doing that um, from the inside like that because I can just speak from the places where I see security at most of the time. And, you know, it's not what you expect security to be. And I would think most people, um, now my mind's trained a little different being in the military and what I would expect to, for security to be, um, which many other people may not think of it that way, or they're not even paying attention most of the time, probably. But, but uh, I think that's a great role to take inside of a company. To where, you know, it's a we versus me, right? So when 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 you talk in your security professionals that work for you, they say our company, right? 
it's all about the words, right? So it's we're like our company, it's a team. So it's, uh, you know, words mean things, right? And a lot of times it's not always what's said, it's how it's said, right? That makes people feel comfortable, makes people feel like you're a part of the process, you're a part of the team, so on and so forth. That's just that basic leadership stance, right? So right. Um, we try not stuff. to call our people employees at all. They're part of the team. They're part of the structure of this company. They're what help it move. While I might have the vision, they're out there every day with their feet on the ground, making those clients safe, protecting those individuals, protecting businesses, protecting children. Mm. You know, we have people protecting children, something that's not really looked after in today's world. We protect all of our most important people with armament and, and safeguards and vests, but we do nothing for our children. And we have team members out there integrating into schools, building relationships with children. You know, when you build such a foundational relationship with, with, children, minors, adolescents, young adults, and they can trust you to come up to you, you can stop things. I've had, I've had young women come up to our security professionals to tell them about major issues that are happening, that are getting ready to become physical in a school. And our professionals are able to intercede and help direct them how to get the proper help and who to go to that they can trust in that facility so that they can get help with the problem instead of seeing a fight happen or worse, maybe somebody commits suicide. And that's a huge thing in our adolescents now, but our professionals have been able to build relationships with those adolescents that allow them to trust our professionals. You know, most people think it's a bit uh, unprofessional when they see our people playing with kids, being a bit goofy. But what that is, is building a level of trust with them because that's how their minds work. That's how my mind worked when I was an adolescent. That's how their minds are going to work as an adolescent. If you can't have a professional that's capable of becoming part of that culture professionally to protect them, to gain that trust in a professional way, then they're never going to come to them. Just like they won't go to their teachers and say, hey, we're getting ready to beat somebody because they keep harassing me. But they'll come to somebody in a full uniform and tell them that if we can integrate into those cultures properly. And that is massive. Yeah, it's a big, big thing for sure. Well, you guys are doing really great work over there, no doubt. Um, And, you know, part of this podcast is designed to, you know, it's designed to help a young CEO really avoid some arrows, right? And you being one of those young CEOs, right? Uh, up up through what you've done with this company. And I know you've had ventures before this, but you're the perfect person to share something fresh and new. I mean, a lot of my struggles, they're old struggles, you know, they're just, they got band-aids on them and, and they are what they are. Right. But, but you got a lot of fresh things in your chat war chest right now that are, they're recent, Right. So if you were going to share one major struggle that another young CEO like yourself could could uh, avoid, what would that be? There's really two that come to mind, to be honest, both the hiring sure. aspect and then the personal aspect. Um, I started this company with my wife already being terminal. I didn't work for a couple of years taking care of, uh, at the time in 2017, a, a two and four-year-old kid and, and a wife that was terminal. and um, you know, now my kids are seven and eight and I just lost my wife Christmas day and I couldn't stop. 
I have 15 employees. I have more than that in my client base. Uh, after she died, there were concerns. I'd fold up my company and I'd be done. I'd leave Colorado because I don't like it here and I'd be done. And, and I had to reinforce to all of my clients, no, we're here. We came to change an industry. And that doesn't mean I'm going to run because it gets hard on me. Uh, at the same time, my wife passed. I was also dealing with major staffing issues. So I was in the field. I couldn't take time. I had to be in the field. I had to work almost every day. Um, so I couldn't have done that without my team. I have a great operations manager. I have great security professionals that stepped up to the plate to work extra jobs. So as a young CEO, uh, you have to understand that you can't take that on all on your own. You have to have a team behind you. You have to have people behind you that are going to help move what needs to move at times when you may not be able to do that yourself. Uh, my COO is a tremendous guy. He took on a lot. Uh, I did never leave the operations aspect of the company, but he was able to definitely direct some things while I had to deal with a seven and eight year old child that just lost their mom, uh, being a caretaker nonstop since October while running a company full-time and two children full-time. Uh, my team, you know, you got to surround yourself with a good team. Uh, you have to have good people behind you that know what the mission and the vision and the core values of your company and organization are so that they can keep those moving forward, even if you have to take a small break. So I think that's probably both of those come together in the same topic, dealing with horrendous loss, uh, having a lack of staffing, having a team that can move that forward is, is really crucial for any business. Because if I, if I didn't have any of that, if I didn't have a good team, plus on incorporating the type of loss I just had, uh, it's quite potential that my company could have folded right then and there. Yeah. For sure. Well, and, you know, adversity, right? I mean, yes. adversity, resiliency, all those things, um, what you've been through and what you have been able to create um, and continue to create is amazing. Um, and I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm proud of you for that, to watch. Uh, a young man like yourself crawl through that mud and still stand up at the end of it all and brush yourself off and keep moving the chains, right? That's, that's amazing. But that's the heart of being an entrepreneur is to do that, right? Correct. Um, and, and continue to drive forward. Um, that's what entrepreneurs and business owners do, right? Otherwise, I always say there's a reason why everybody doesn't own a business, right? It's not easy. It's, e it's easier to be an employee, <laughs> right? Than it is to run a business. And, you know, if everybody could do it, everybody would be doing it. And, and that's what separates the entrepreneur or business owner uh, from the employee mindset. It's a very much a mindset. And, You've done a great job with this company for sure. So, um, which is which is awesome. I'm proud of you um, as a fellow veteran, um, and and obviously as someone who works close with you weekly um, to help you move that needle a little bit quicker. Hopefully, we can move it a little quicker. Um, there's challenges that get in the way. Oh, you're dealing with one right now. <laughs> so, and it's just. But you'll overcome it, right? Because there's no other option. There's none. And, and that's how you have to think about it, I think. Um, 
I, uh, and I've been asked a lot why I wouldn't consider moving somewhere else or closing my company and doing something different. And, and while most people would say I have options on the table, those are non-options. Why would you right. quit something successful to go somewhere else? Why would I risk the stability that this provides to all of my team mm -hmm. to go somewhere else because of an emotional situation? Um, a lot of people think there's options on the table, but most of our options are really non-options. They're either not ethical, they're not right, they're not proper, they're knee-jerk reactions. And those are never options. Those are things that will make it worse ultimately uh, versus gritting it, bearing it, getting through that adversity and, and seeing the other side of what that's going to be like. Yeah. yeah you know, we're, sure. we're facing some massive growth with HCCI yet again. Every year we have faced massive growth since we began. We soared through COVID. thought it was going to collapse us. We expanded by 680% in 2020. We were the only company in all of Colorado that was able to meet the Boulder Emergency Response Team's uh, immediate need for security for one of their COVID lockdown projects for the homeless community. No company in Colorado can meet them. The, the biggest companies were asked. All of them said no. I had two employees. I went from staffing a 24-7 operation overnight for Boulder EOC, staffing a 24-7 bodyguard operation for a, a high executive in a high-targeted area of the Denver metropolitan area, and staffing a new marijuana facility all at the same time. We went from two employees to 14 or 15 employees overnight. And I met all of those needs when no other established company was capable of doing it. That's the adversity. That's the that's the entrepreneurial side of it, right? Because um, they're two very different things. Being an entrepreneur and being a CEO are not the same thing. They are not. Um, and you know, we all have that entrepreneurial side. That's the hustle. That's the that's that that part of it, right? And sometimes the challenge is not making sure you're you're not caught in that part. <laughs> That's hard <laughs> for that too long, for sure. But well, hey, Shane, um, how do people get a hold of you to work with your company? You know, the best way is to call us. Uh, our direct line is 720-476-0312. You can email me personally at shane at hccisecurity.com. You can go to our website, which is currently hccisecurity.com. And we answer our phone 24-7, 365. The thing is, in an emergency, has no time of day. So when you need to get a hold of somebody, HCCI will answer that phone any time of day, any time of night, and we're capable of responding for your emergency. Well, hey, thanks for being on the show, Shane. I have tons of respect for you and your company, um, and I know you're just going to continue to grow and thrive throughout the years. And by God, we're going to change the face of security before we're done, I think. <laughs> I think that's going to happen, too, because there's really no choice in the United States as we see attacks are growing more and more by the day because we don't hold people accountable and approach by law enforcement jurisdictions throughout our region here in Colorado saying at this point we have more rights than they do in order to stop risks and threats. Uh, and they're now going to be relying on security professionals more than ever. For sure. Well, and there again, if you need the security, be it executive, property, whatever the case may be, 
Um, you know, I have lots of trust and confidence in Shane um, and what he does. Uh, reach out to him, give him a call, um, and see how they can best serve you. Thanks for being here, Shane. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for attending this episode of War Room Moments. My name is Jason Miller, your podcast host. Remember, dream it, believe it, and then go achieve it. It's Jason Miller signing off. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.